Welcome back to the Haircuts and Uppercuts podcast with me and Robbie Rob. It was an eventful weekend. I don't think anyone saw that coming. Yeah, I certainly didn't. Um, I didn't think he'd even win. Uh, you got that call right. Um, but yeah, what, what a win. What an absolute win. Obviously, we're talking about Smith v Eubank. Um, what was your take on it? Well, <clears throat> I... You know, a backsmith, I was very openly 50-50 at the same time. Um, a backsmith based on his ring generalship and his ability to potentially outwork Eubank, because, you know, Eubank is renowned for looking flashy for a minute and doing fuck all for two. Did not expect him to do that to him. I don't think anyone did. Eubank's never been dropped before. So... Yeah, and I mean, look, a lot of people are saying it was a punch from the gods, etc. You know, it wasn't. He set that up. Yeah, he did, yeah. You know, he set it up. Um, and the way he finished was spiteful, wasn't it? It was, mm. a, you know, and we really brilliant, brilliant knockout, brilliant finish. I mean, I, I've, not a knockout, obviously, but a TKO. But, um... Yeah, look, I didn't expect it. I thought, if anything, Smith could have done him on points, where Eubank were tying around, as we've seen against Billy Joe Saunders and George Groves. Just to mention, Eubank has only ever lost two world champions, so what a result for Smith as well. Um, where does Smith go from here? I don't know, but I want, I want to backtrack quickly. Um, so, obviously, the first round, uh, it was a Smith round. Second round... It could have gone either way. I actually um, gave it to Eubank. The third round was a clear Eubank round based on punches landed. But I was, was watching it with my brother-in-law and we both said to each other in that round that Smith might have lost that round, but he's beat him in every other department. He was taking punches, but he was taking him onto the ropes whilst coming forward and setting Eubank up to be on the ropes to land that big punch against him. I thought it was very, very clever. Yeah. At the end of the second round going into the third, is uh, Coach Joe McNally said to him, spar him this round. And at the end of the third round, he said to him, fight him. It's now time to fight him. So clever tactics. Um I, I don't know where Smith goes next because obviously Eubank's got the rematch clause. Do people want to see that again? I don't know. I would like to do see... You want, do you want to see that again? No, not at all. No, I don't think there's any reason to. I mean, it was quite conclusive for me. It was... Um, I just want to shout out the referee as well. I thought he'd done a brilliant job when he did stop it. Um, maybe could have been stopped a tad earlier, but communist boxing you know you, you yeah. have got you have got to let him fight on but I think you've he, he, he done the right thing um, fair play to Smith's team as well when they jumped in actually grabbed Eubank and kind of sold, saved him from himself as such um, Liam Smith where does he go I mean people are talking about Golovkin fights look he, he has earned the right now for me to to get those prestigious fights but do we want to see Liam Smith in them or do we want to see Liam Smith earn a few good quid have a fight at Anfield. And that's the big thing. And at the end of the day, mate, that's up to Smith. You know, um, and, he, and he he has earned the right. As I said before, Eubank's only ever lost to world champions. 
um, and given them close fights, especially Billy Joe Saunders, although he wasn't world champion at the time, he went on to be, for me, one of the best in that division or in the divisions he fought in. Um, so, look, yeah, Liam Smith's got... That's great for him, isn't it? He's got a lot of thinking to do and a lot of options. Eubank, on the other hand... Oh, well, yeah, we'll get to him in a minute. But now, if I was Liam Smith's manager, friend, or one of his brothers, uh, especially Paul, for instance, uh, if I was, you know, his older brother, Paul, the first thing I would say to him is, you've you've been a world champion. You're nearly at the end of your career now. It's about securing yourself financially for the rest of your life. Take the biggest money fight on the table whatever that is just just take the biggest money fights Eubank was a a 80-20 split I believe in Eubank's favour and so if he took the rematch of Eubank and took the 80% how many people are really going to pay to watch it again I didn't believe it was worth a pay-per-view I paid it um, well actually I didn't my wife paid for it well played yeah, well, we was out around our sisters and I took my laptop and for some reason my card wouldn't work because obviously you can watch um, pay-per-view on your computer and that. My card wouldn't work, so I had to reserve. What a shame. That old Chester. Oh, I forgot my card when I come to the pub. Fair I, had, I had my card, but it just wouldn't work for some reason. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what was going on there. But, um, yeah, so basically... I don't think it was worth 20 quid. I wouldn't pay to watch it again, and I don't think many people would. So 80% of fuck all is still fuck all. I do think as well, Luke, I think to have a rematch for both of them would probably be a bit of a step backwards. Um, and obviously, I don't want to say about Eubank. He's, he's had the whole issue with the Ben fight. He's had this big weight cut there, which he made. You know, and that may have had some effect, not using it as an, an excuse, but... I don't think it's the fight anybody wants to see. And I think they can both go on to probably do better things. Um, yeah, and both, people both like, remember as well. There are money fights out there for both of them. Um, and again, Eubanks only lost to Groves and Saunders, apart from Smith. So, you know, he's still up there. There's still yeah. options. What people have got to remember, though, is, you know, he, he's been operating at super middleweight for quite a while. And yes, he's not a big super middleweight, but he's quite a big middleweight. And yeah. he's, he's 33 years old and he's still fighting at the same weight he started his professional career at. Yeah, which, you know, yeah, it's not... <clears throat> look, I've never gotten a ring and done it, but, you know, as you get older, your body grows and et cetera. You know, yeah, it's should... harder to lose weight. It's harder to, you know, to stay in peak physical, you know, shape at, at 33, trying to be the same weight you was at 23, at a higher level of boxing as well. Look, let's, be, let's be honest, you know, his dad done it as well, didn't he? You know, his dad always kind of floated at that weight for the majority of his career, what he came in at. And he, you know, later on in his career, he was getting put down a couple of times. So he fought Joe Calzaghe. Yeah, is, he, he went down. At the time, no one knew who Kawasaki was. You look at it now and you think, wow, that was mad. He went in at that weight with Kawasaki. <laughs> but we'd have learned, haven't we? Um, I also want to touch on um, 
Connor Ben's reactions online, which I thought were a bit silly, actually. Well, I'm back. Dominic <clears throat> feeding, twat. So, um, yeah, Connor Ben and Nigel Ben come out of quite a few comments after. What are your views on that? I think I've got the same view as everyone else. It's people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Yeah, um, more is um, you know, don't piss hot and then make a comment. Um, yeah. And it's all come out today, isn't it? But <clears throat> is it WBC who have conducted an investigation into the failed drug test? It's been put on hold um, because of lack of communication through Connor Ben's team. So. Yeah, look, um, you match gone in there, thought he's lost. Ben needs to shut up. <laughs> yeah, so obviously, you know, you got to be careful about what you say and everything's allegedly and blah, 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 blah. But tests, so I don't think we need to be very careful in what we say, really. No, but Dominic Ingle did a, um interview. It's on YouTube with Boxing King Media. They're a new channel. Um and he goes into how these drug tests work and uh, talks about a lot of things that the average Joe just actually doesn't know. And it was quite interesting. So there was something he said, which I think, unless you're an absolute idiot, you would understand that the pops that they go into are tamper-proof. Every boxing fan or sports fan is surely aware by now it's not two samples of piss taken at two different times it's not two samples of blood taken at two different times it's one sample split between two pots and he was saying they're going to tamper proof pots and the only way you could tamper with them is basically by smashing them because you know you can't actually open them you can't physically open them until you're at the lab with them. And he's basically saying that they were both tampered with, both both contaminated. And Dominic Ingle was basically you know, saying, your name isn't even on the, the test. They doesn't matter who tests you, UCAD or VADA. In the UK, they go to the same lab. It's two labs it goes to. Um, and they'll they go to them labs. It doesn't have your name on it. So if someone's got a personal vendetta against you or, that, you know, to stop some dodgy gambling that, oh, I think this fight is going to stop a fail a drugs test, your name isn't on it. It's a, it's a number, and that number correlates to your name on a sheet that's kept elsewhere. So it's no one would have known it was his blood, so why would they contaminate his A and his B sample at two different labs? Yeah, no, exactly, and look, Nobody else in the world of boxing, mixed martial arts or any sport would ever get any sort of pass he's getting at the moment. So, um, and look, <clears throat> my personal view is you normally get, what, a six-month ban, don't you? Um, and I think Matt True, well, yeah, well, the zone Matt True, whoever's promoting him, the Eddie Hearns of the world, are um, they're basically trying to keep this period busy with, you know, we'll do this, we'll say this. It will come and he'll get a sort of re retrospective predated ban and he'll be allowed to fight. Um, and that will be a shame if that does happen. Um, but yeah. I think it will happen. 
So it, it's it's a tough one because obviously you know we we know a little bit we don't know everything um, and we can only go on history as well. But I I think Conor Ben's done in terms of his pull and his appeal to the fans. Like we we was mad about him. We thought he was you know the next Dazone pay per view star, didn't we? Um, we yeah. thought he, he was he was the next golden boy of. Um, you know, matchroom boxing. And he's it, ruined it now. You know, you, you look at fighters that have failed drug tests recently, like Canelo, for instance. It doesn't matter what Canelo does. He still has that against his name. Right, yeah. Oh, um, yeah, not, not what you mean, yeah. As in, um, I always say, don't I? You know, if, if there's, an, there's an asterisk there. Yeah. And, and you know, but... Canelo was a superstar who'd won multiple world titles before he had a adverse finding or a failed drug test. Kid Galahad wasn't. No one gives a shit about Kid Galahad. Mm. You know, he, he was a world champion who was on a fight-by-fight -fight deal with Matchroom. Says it all. Yeah, Says yeah it no, all. um... But yeah, no, I, I just think it was a bit wasn't right at the bench to do that, was it? At the weekend, and um, no, I know just tasteful. I think so. I mean, a lot of people, I think, agree. Um, obviously, I want to get into a couple of the um, thoughts on the undercard. You pronounce his name because I'm terrible at pronouncing it. What, Richard Reakpour? Yes, um, brilliant win, fantastic fourth round. K, it was fourth round, wasn't it? Ko. Yeah, thank God, because the rest of the card um, went the full distance and we wouldn't have had main event ring walk till about midnight if that wouldn't have been a knockout win. Yeah. But I mean, um, yeah, former world champion, I thought his, his jab especially looked brilliant. I thought he, he, he really looked good with that. Um, and every time his opponent landed, he responded brilliantly. He, 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 you know, every time, what's the chap's name? Polish fellow, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, every time he landed a flurry of punches, there was a response to it. And then he finished the fight with a fantastic right hook. Yeah, and, you know, let, let's not beat around the bush. You know, Glowacki looked like he, um, he wasn't the man he once was. But he, you know, coming off the back of a couple of good wins, you know, he's only had, I think, three losses to his name. You know, yeah. On paper, he shouldn't have blown them away that quick. Oh, I thought it was a really impressive win, actually, Luke. I, I really did. Um, and just just everything about it, you know, the jab, the responding to every punch that was landed on him, fantastic win. And obviously now there's talk of him fighting Nicole, which... Yeah. Um... <laughs> Before, on the podcast, as a fight you would like to see. It is a fight I would like to see, but I I just think Lawrence Coley needs to shut the fuck up and and just get on with boxing. Uh, I'm not a massive Lawrence Coley fan in terms of him in the ring um, and outside of the ring. I think he's a bit of a diva at the moment. I know he's got some kind of beef with Eddie Hearn and 258 management and you know, I don't think he's happy with his deal with Matchroom. I don't know what it's over. I don't know why he's not happy. 
But at the same time, he needs to realise he's, he's not the superstar he might think he is. And he, not he, doesn't, he doesn't do huge numbers. He yeah. doesn't sell tickets. For fuck's sake, he couldn't sell out the O2 in an all-domestic British cruiserweight title dust-up fight. Yeah, I mean, look, I kind of think it'd be good for him if he just was himself a bit in the ring instead of, look, we go into this every podcast, we stay humble bullshit that comes out yeah, of that. Just... You know, drop all that, be yourself. Um, look, he's clearly fucking good, isn't he? He's uh, good. He, he's a good fighter, but he, it's a business. Boxing is business. And if you're going to, you're going to, you know, fall out with, let's face it, whether you like him or not, the biggest boxing promoter in the world right now and be a bit of a knob, you, you're going to lose fans. You, and it, if I had someone work for me, because essentially it, the promoter does work for the fighter, but the fighter also works for the promoter. If I had someone working for me that I thought didn't want to be there, didn't want to be with me, had a shit attitude... Why the fuck am I going to throw him a bone? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And he's up both ways. And, and he's been given every opportunity under the sun by. by yeah. me. Um, I want to get into Esmond v Congo. That was Great a fun. Yeah, Great brilliant. Fun. Really good. And I thought it was a really it's close fight. I thought it was a really mature win um, from Esmond. Um, brilliant successes in his range. Um, and, he, and for me, he, he could have finished a fight quite late on, but he chose to get the rounds in, which I thought was yeah, I, don't know if, I don't know if he chose to get the rounds in or if he just couldn't get them out of there and decided to box. Either way, it don't matter, because it was, of, other than the main event, probably the most entertaining fight on yeah. the card. I mean, I was following a couple of times when he had him against the ropes and he could have put a lot of punishment on him and he, ch and he chose not to and he chose to get the rounds in for me. Um, and yeah, I thought it was a very... Very mature win. Yeah, very very mature performance. Uh, tight fight that the right man won. Um, oh, no, no, no controversy, nothing. No, no, no. For once, they got it right. Mm. For once, they got it right. You know, <clears throat> I, I thought the scorecards was, was absolutely fine. Um, you know, there were some people that said it, you know, it could have been a draw. It, it could have been. Uh, I don't agree. Yeah, I don't agree with that. Yeah, no, I I don't. But if it would have been called a draw, you wouldn't have sat there and felt like you did on Fury Wilder One, would you? You'd have gone mm. all right. Yeah, true. Yeah, but um, yeah, the right man won. Uh, great performance, and I hope enough people saw that fight that he's picked up a few fans. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I mean, look. Me especially, I've never, really, I've not really watched him before. Well, I have, but in dips and drabs, right? Um, so yeah, I, I was glued to that. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I've rated both of them for a long time. I, now, the previous podcast, I said, I'm really looking forward to this fight, but you know, they proved me right. I normally say something, and then the fight ends up being shot. <laughs> That was a good fight. It was really fun, especially people who just want to watch a bit of like you know pure boxing, no knockouts, etc. You know, just pure boxing for was it ten rounds? Ten rounds? Yeah, it was a good fight. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's tough, isn't it? Yeah. And um, yeah, brilliant. Go and watch our fight. Brilliant. Skills, etc. Fantastic. Um, and it was a good, good British showdown, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a good British showdown. And you had um, you had quite a few of uh, you know fights on the card. That let's let's go over them really quickly. I think you know Fraser Clark, Jesus Christ, that he needs to start fighting actual fighters. Yeah, you know it. Oh, it's just uh, I'm bored of it now. How old is Fraser Clark? Let's have a look. I forget how old he is. Uh, he's 31 years old, for Christ's sake. Yes, I mean, yeah, but... three Olympic cycles. Uh, come on. Yeah, up the game a bit. Challenge yourself a bit. I know it's easier said than done, but yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I've just got his um, box rack up now. Right, so his first fight was against another person making their debut. Um, no, his second fight, they pulled him out of the crowd, didn't they? A care worker who was there just so happened to hold a professional boxing license. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, his, his third fight was against someone who was 7 and 0, who no one's ever heard of. You know, his. His fourth fight was against Kamal Sokolowski. Like everyone knows who Sokolowski is. 11 wins, 26 losses. You know, he's the kind of guy yeah. that that Dave Allen would have fought on his debut. I don't do, yeah, I do kind of, yeah, I know what you mean. I kind of think, you know, you have fighters like, like Clark who you can put them on a card and, you know, and they'll bring, they'll bring people in, but that's wearing off a bit now. Yeah, it is. And you know, Fr Fraser is great in front of the camera. You know, he, he's great doing all the TV stuff. But if they want him to be doing the TV stuff in 10 years' time when he's retired, he, he, he needs to build up a, a profile, get some decent parts yeah. under his name. Um, yeah, and obviously, yeah, the Joe Parker-Jack Massey fight, I, I didn't think Joe looked that comfortable in that fight. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, if I'm being honest, I've just watched highlights of that. Yeah, well... So I, yeah, can't really pass a huge comment on that fight. No, I, I just I just thought he looked a bit uncomfortable in that fight at times. And, you know, Joe's a, a former world champion and kind of wanted him to do better. You know, it's fight he had against Junior Far, for Christ's sake. Do you know what I mean? Like... And yeah, then, I mean, look, let's be honest, Joe Parker peaked, didn't he? He did. He, but... he, he, he peaked, he got a, a very generous decision against Andy Ruiz Jr., a very genuine, um, a very generous decision against Fury. Yeah, I thought I did <laughs> think Fury beat him that night. Oh, but... Fury beat him. Uh, um... It's just a shame, I, I love Joseph Parker, I've got, I've got a massive soft spot for him, I think he's Fucking hilarious. And I want to see him do one. The thing with Joe Parker, he'll be um you know, he will be look, I didn't I didn't watch his fight on the weekend, I watched highlights of it. Just can't pass too much comment on the fight itself. But Joseph Parker's got a career in boxing. He'll he will be in boxing when we're fifty-four. You know, oh, he, yeah, he will be involved in boxing, whether he's training, whether he's on a commentary team, you know, he will be involved. Um 
he's played his cards right, and and he's in with a good camp, isn't he? Yeah, you know, in with the Furies, Andy Lee's his cornerman. Yeah. And, hopefully, uh, hopefully not Kinahan, but <laughs> <laughs> hopefully not. Uh, but yeah, let, let's move on to uh, the BT show this weekend. So obviously, you know, start of the year, we've had a Sky show. We've got uh, the BT show coming up, The Zone, Matchroom, still haven't seemed to got any major shows lined up. The Zone's gone completely quiet. Yeah, it, it has. Um, we spoke about on plenty of podcasts. And... Yeah, we're not going to go in there. We're not going to touch that tonight. We, we want to be positive. Oh, we're positive. Oh, the vibes, Luke. Yeah, I got up the vibes, but I didn't get me. Yeah. But basically, Anthony Yard. Mm. Between no. zero and none, what chance are you giving him? Oh, mate, honestly, I really, if I want any fighter to win a fight ever, it's Anthony Yard this weekend. Do I think he'll do it? No. So um, I'm, I'm going to say... really want him to. This is his moment to do it, isn't it? But I... I risk Spencer sending me a shitty message. Um, but I'm going to say Anthony Yard's got zero chance. No, he's not. For I don't, one, I don't. reason only. I, I, I want him to win. I, I, I generally really want him to win. But if he does win, if he does do the unthinkable, if he manages to beat Baterviev, 18 fights, 18 wins, 18 KOs. If he manages to pull it off, I don't want someone coming around and say, yeah, but he was approaching 40, wasn't he? He's nearly 40. Fuck right off. Yeah, no, look, I think, um, as I said a minute ago, if I want anybody to win any fight, I really want Anthony R to win this. Um, and he has, he has got a chance. You know, we've seen him in with very, very fucking good fighters. Whether they're past it or not, We've seen him in with the cream of the crop and he's put up some very good fucking fights. He has um, done. Anthony Yard has got a chance this weekend. I'd love to see him do it. Do I think he will? If I was a betting man, which I'm not, I probably wouldn't put my money on him. But he's got a chance. He has got a chance. Um, and not a chance as in a 1% chance. He's a fucking good fighter and he's got the heart. He's got the gut. Yeah, he'll get hit in the fucking kidneys and he'll carry on. Anthony Yard is brilliant. Yeah, so is he I just coming up? Is he coming up against someone who could potentially be talked about in the years to come? So think with it. The 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 good thing for Yard is a lot of people are, are dismissing him in the media and they're talking about, you know, Batervia Bivol next. Is it <laughs> is if it's just a foregone conclusion, he's going to win. So I think that plays into Yard's hands because if Bivol's hearing that stuff as well, he's going to have one eye on the next fight already. And we've all seen what happens when talk like that's going on around the fight. And he's a brutal finisher. Once he's got you hurt, he goes in for the kill. And Callum Johnson nearly had him out of there. You know, people forget that. Yeah, I just can't think of it. Anyone in the media who's sitting there is kind of writing Yard off and saying Baterviev's got it and he's going to fight Bivol next clearly hasn't watched Anthony Yard fight before. No, um, I, I'm, I'm writing him off so I can look like a smug prick when he does win. Yeah, look, I mean, 
He's a good fighter. He's a good fighter. He's come up short. This is what people forget about Yard. He's come up short against the very best. Apart from that one fight in lockdown, which he came back and he won that fight in convincing fashion. Yeah. Uh, you know, this isn't a one-way street rollover for Baterviev. It's not. No, and a lot of people think Baterviev is just a banger. He's not. Baterviev is a brilliant boxer fighter. You know, he'll box rears off and he'll get you out of there. Um, Anthony Yard, I I think, learned a lot from his fight against Kovalev. Yeah, he, he was losing many rounds, but when Tundi said to him, throw the kitchen sink at him, he did, and he nearly got him out of there. Yeah, and, and this is what people That's forget. how they've got to start the fight. This is what people forget, and that's always a big thing I'll bring up with um, Yard. You know, he went in and he gave Kovalev a very good fight. Kovalev, who was past it, fought Andre Ward a couple of years before, and in my eyes, beat him, especially in the first... Well, he did beat him in the first fight, and he didn't get the um, he didn't get the hand raised. Um, so anyone who's writing Yard off after <laughs> nearly getting Kovalev out there is just a bit deluded in my eyes. Yard's got a chance. So where are we watching it? Mine or yours? Well, is your wife paying for it? Or... Well, it's not pay-per-view, is it? I was, no, it's not, is it? No. I haven't got beat tonight, so it has to be yours. Right, then. Yeah. Or the pub. <clears throat> yeah, so, well, I mean, look, that's it. Anyone listening, I'd urge them to watch that fight because it's not going to be... A, don't listen to whatever the fucking Daily Mail or Sky Sports News say. Watch it. It will be a good fight. Yeah, that will be a great fight. And you know, I think the relationship between Tundi and you know, Anthony Yard has only got stronger over the years as well. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, Yard, Yard is the, the sort of the, the nearly man, isn't he? You know, and this could be his moment. And he's been the nearly man against, fuck me, top, 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 top opposition. Yeah, you know, let's let's face it. If if any British person is watching that fight and not supporting Yard, there's something wrong with them. Oh, I, 100%. you know, I, I make it very clear that I'm not the biggest fan of certain fighters, but if they're fighting a foreign fighter, I'm always going to back them because they're a Brit. Yeah, and yeah, you know, Anthony Yard's a very likable character. I, I don't think he's got the profile he deserves. I think he should be a lot more well-known than what he is. Well, should be. And, and, and for me, look, he throws himself, he's always throwing himself into big fights. You know, he's the sort of guy, actually, if he was in the UFC, there's no way they'd ever get rid of him because he would be the, I'll fight anybody, anywhere, and he's like, a lot of boxers say that. I feel like he's a fighter who actually does do that. Well, flying out to Russia with just your trainer. Yeah, your bags get lost at the airport. No, fuck it, I'm fighting still. Uh, that yeah. is top-level athlete boxer. Nah, that's, that's, that's old school. That is old school. Yeah, it is. Um, and look, I, 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 bloody, I really hope he does it. I really hope he does it. And, he, and he's got a home crowd. So hopefully, I really hope that is a factor. Not that it should, but, you know, for the sake of the podcast, I, I really hope it does. Um, yeah, you should hope it does. You should hope that the fans come out, you know, and cheer him on, support yeah. him. It goes a long way. Oh, people should be sat in fucking pubs watching this Saturday night. Unfortunately, 
odd dog shit media. Um, why nothing because of that? But um, thankfully, there's people like me and you who <laughs> think, you know, know how much of a good fight this is going to be. Well, we're top 15%, mate. Do you know what I mean? Well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I did want to touch on Kaida Tatterall. Kayla Tatterall. Taylor Catterall. <laughs> Let me get Taylor my... Tatterall? Let me get my Jonathan Ross voice off. Um, Cancelled again. Oh, wibbly wobbly. Wibbly wobbly. Hello. Uh, Brian Badombe. What's, um, what's <laughs> going hurt, on? He's hurt his foot. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I didn't realise what the injury was. Um, made a few notes for the podcast, basically saying, you know, he's injured. Well, what's the fucking injury? Nobody knows, but it's come out today. It's his foot, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are saying he's avoiding the fight. I don't buy that. <laughs> um, I, I don't either. I'm not going to sit here and slag Josh Taylor off. You know, I think he's one of uh, the best fighters to ever come out of Scotland. Um, I think he's one of, you know, top five, maybe top ten to come out of the UK as well. Um, oh, easily. Yeah, easily. I'm not going to sit here and slag him off. And let's face it, he, he won the last fight, whether you, we agree with it or not. On paper, he won. That's all that matters. And oh, I disagree with that. No, <laughs> no I disagree. No, no, I, I, I agree with you. I've made my thoughts quite clear on that. I know the podcast, but whether we like it or not, on paper he won that fight, and he's given him the rematch, apparently, or he's gonna give him the rematch. He well, well, have walked away from that, but I think deep down he knows he didn't win it, and he wants he wants to put the wrong. Right. Well, it's got shades of Frops Groves, isn't it, written all over it? Yeah. It really has, you know, because exactly, obviously, take the injuries out of it. Um, that's the only reason Frops done the rematch, Groves, because he wanted to prove he could beat him. And he yeah. came in and done it. Um, obviously, had a bit of an off night the first fight. But um, look, there's talk of it now not happening. I don't know why. <laughs> um, but yeah, as a boxing fan, I think, you know, both of them owe it to the fans, especially to have that rematch. I don't think both of them owe it to the fans. I think uh, Taylor owes it to the no, fans. Well, Taylor does. Well, Taylor does, but especially. But, um, you know, we, we, we want to see that fight, and we should see that fight. But in the way boxing goes, we might not. <laughs> yeah, we might not. Hopefully we do. And, you know, whatever happens... You know, I hope it. I hope it all gets put to bed, and they can both move on with their careers. Because I don't think they've got that long left in their careers. You know, the lightweight guys. Yeah, they, they're I mean, retired, early thirties. Especially Luke, isn't it? You know, look at Taylor when he um, beat Ramirez. Was it Ramirez? He fought in lockdown. Mm. Obviously, a champion. Him as this could be the greatest, greatest British fighter we've ever had. Looking at his record, pound for. Pound pound, ignore that. Pound fans are the bollocks, but um, look at who he's fought, when he's fought them, all and in quickly, that fight. He went through and, um, and the Ramirez fight, fuck me. I mean, he just blew him away, didn't he? Nobody expected that. And um, so Taylor, for me, you know, you say top five, you know, at one point, I thought, as I thought with Carl Frampton at one point, the best British fighter at the moment. Um, so I think, yeah, Taylor needs to do this fight, doesn't he? Just because the reputation he's got from losing it. And we're big critics of the last fight. Um, and quite rightly so. But 
second fight, beat him convincingly, and show the world what Josh Taylor is. Yeah, or you lose and you take it on the chin and you move up in weight after giving Jack the rematch he deserves. Mm. Uh, it's it's a win-win situation for him, I think. If he comes back and he wins, great. If he comes back and he loses, it's I was going to move up in weight. I wanted to do the right thing for Jack. Um, unfortunately, he's not you know undisputed champion because of the politics and boxing. But I've held up my end of the bargain, and it, it'd probably you know go up in in stature. His stock could rise, and he can yeah. move up in weight and go and win more world titles. For me, no. There's always going to be the big Kinahan question over that, isn't there? You know, and let's be honest. You know, when that result happened, Kinahan was still heavily involved. Um, yeah, but Kinahan was, you know, the manager for both of them. Remember? Well, who was a bigger name at the time? Yeah, who Josh Taylor. The win. So you know, and and that's not Josh Taylor's fault, but and it isn't, and it never will be his fault. But you know, it'd be. Quite difficult, wouldn't it, if he comes back, gives him his rematch and plays this. Because Cattle done the right thing for boxing before the first fight. He stood back, let the unification fight happen, yeah. went in, shot, won the fight, and it was taken away from him. My view, the Kinahan involvement, the um, MTK involvement, that's the reason Cattle lost that fight. Yeah, we'll we'll never know. But but we can... We can Pretty speculate true. to accumulate. Yeah. yeah. Um, Obviously, you know, we've, we've touched on Anthony Yard fight. Um, we've touched on this. Obviously, there, there's not much we can say about the Yard fight. Uh, you know, I think we're a bit, we're a bit too fanboy to give uh, unbiased opinion. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, and we're a bit too fanboy as well to talk about the next fight that's coming up uh, for Boxer. Uh, you know, Brad Pauls is out on February 11th. Uh, Brad, Brad Pauls is going to win by first round knockout. He's, he's going to win before first round. Yeah, exactly. No. He's going to win on the ring walk, man. Yeah, no, Brad, Brad Pauls, I mean, anyone that's his podcast, tune into it. Um, he's a big advocate of our podcast. He took the time out of his schedule to meet us and he's come on a couple of times. Brilliant. Couldn't think of anything better this year to happen than him to win it, to win the English title, sorry, I should say. Um, and he's he's got a chance. He's got a fucking yeah, good chance. If he wins this, he gets a shot at uh, the British, which I think is going to be great. Um, you can get tickets direct from Brad. Um, cheapest tickets, 38 quid. Like, yeah, I mean... Not being for funny, like 38 quid, fucking nothing. Yeah, for a card of boxing, brilliant, isn't it? Um, it's a decent card as well. Like it, <laughs> it is a a boxing fans card. Yeah, you know, you got a British title fight, you got an English title fight, you've got a couple of the um, you know, smaller hall boxers coming through onto TV shows for the first time. That you know, yeah, it's not world title fight, but to these guys, it is. I think we're um, the first time on TV. I think we're going to be there, aren't we? We're planning on. Yeah, um, I need to message Brad about tickets. I'll see if he'll come on the podcast before the fight or after the fight. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we'll do a lot of promoting that fight on the Instagram page. 
and etc. To the pages, we, we will really be we'll be ramming it down your throats. So watch it. Yeah, and it's not pay per view. Exactly, and it's a good fight. Another yeah. fight that I think may be made soon, Luke, is Joshua versus Franklin. What are your views on that? Uh, I think Franklin beat White. Okay. Um, I, I honestly do. I, I think. I think the twelfth round got White the fight on the cards by a round. Mm. I, I I do think he, if Franklin would have won that fight, I wouldn't have argued. To be honest, um, I. I think he's a bit of a throwback fighter. I think, you know, he might look like a bit of a soft pudding, a bit like Andy Ruiz, but, you know, he's game. I I think it's a huge step down in class for Joshua on paper. And I think Franklin will need a knockout to get a draw. I think... I actually think it's the right fight to make for Joshua at the moment. I, I, I really yeah, do. He, um, he needs a confidence fight, but, yeah. but I honestly think Franklin would have to knock him out to get a draw. Yeah, yeah you're probably right. Yeah, you are probably right there, Luke. Um, but no, I think it's... I actually think, look, match-up as in skills, etc. No, but match-up as in someone who's been fighting consistently for world titles for, God, how many years now? I think it is the right fight to make. The pressure's off. But the, the pressure's on. But, you know, it, it's not going to be the big bright lights. And I think he needs this. I think he needs he, this. He does, he does need it. And, yeah, I, I, I don't know what to think of it. I think if he goes in there and he blows him out in three, four rounds, what has he learned? I think he needs to get in there and find out who he is again. I think yeah, get in, get the rounds in. Um, one thing I would say about it, if it's pay per view, it's fucking disgraceful. Oh fuck off! I ain't paying to watch that shit. And it, and it, it will be, it will be twenty five pound. Um, don't waste your money on it if you listen to this podcast. Yeah, I'll uh, be on YouTube in the morning. Yeah, um, you know, it will be, it will be pay per view, won't it? Um, it shouldn't be, but it, it's it's a right fight for me in terms of Joshua's career. Um, Fury Usyk. I reckon yeah. that's going to be made. We say this every week. I reckon it's going to be made. Is it getting made? <laughs> well, when it all goes quiet, it tends to mean it's getting made, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, no one wants to say the wrong thing to stop the fight happening. And they, you know, Tyson Fury was. You know, saying that there's not a deadline, he's not stressing, he's he's letting the lawyers deal with it, unlike he did for the AJ fight that never materialised. I I think Fury wants to be undisputed. I think he wants to be the first heavyweight in a four-belt era to be undisputed champion. So I think it's going to yeah. happen. Yeah, I mean, I personally think if he does, well, whoever wins this fight will probably go down as the only fight because... Politics, etc. I mean, we've seen how impossible it is to make with Wilder, Joshua, Joshua. Yeah, well, how how long since Lennox Lewis retired? Oh God, early two thousands, isn't it? Oh, well, let's, let's call it twenty years. Mm. Um, 
because I think it was 2001 he fought Mike Tyson, but that wasn't, you know, uh, Lennox Lewis at the peak of his powers. That was a cash-out fight for money. Well, it was, the, it was the Evander Holyfield fight, wasn't it, which was the unification. Yeah, and two. That, that was a free-belt era. Yeah. And there's now four belts, and we haven't had... You know, the closest thing we've had to that is Klitschko... Obviously, um, then AJ, um, well, Fury, then AJ. Um, this is the closest thing we've had to it. You know, all them it's years, not even been close, is it? It's not even no, been all, all them years, and the most someone's had at a time is three belts. But the main belt, the green and gold WBC, has never been held by the champion who's got the WBA, IBF, and WBO belts. Yeah, I mean, look, for me, I've always said this a lot. For me, the heavyweight champion of the world is whoever holds the ring magazine belt, in my eyes. Yeah. Only purely because they they don't throw the belt around like willy-nilly, do they? They will only offer it for certain fights. Um, I think Usyk has it at the moment, doesn't he? He does, yeah. And I, I think that was a bit of, uh, you know, Clever, you know, stunt by uh, Fury then. So when he wins, or let's let's play devil's advocate here, and let's say when he wins against Usyk, he will be the only heavyweight in the world then to be a undisputed um, heavyweight champion in a four-belt era and the only heavyweight to have won the Ring Magazine world title three times. Yeah, um, look, I mean... Yeah, that's just the way they manufacture fights, isn't it? But look, for me, we 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 have the two best. I think. I mean, look, I think it's a hard one, isn't it? Deontay Wilder, Joshua at the time would have been great, but then there was always a fury question. He wasn't active; he was off. Um, the big one would have been Joshua v Fury, wouldn't it? You six beating Joshua twice in very convincing fashion. This is the yeah. big fight. That fight's dead in the water now. I mean, but I mean, this, this is now the this is the biggest fight in boxing. In twenty years' time, we'll be talking about this is big and for me, this is bigger than Mayweather Pacquiao. If you're talking purely boxing, take the fucking limelight bollocks out of it. This is pure boxing. Who is the best boxer on the planet of this generation? And it's going to be one of these two. Yeah, let, let, let's let's be honest. As much as we can sit here and talk about the other weight divisions and fighters like Mayweather, fighters like Pacquiao and, you know, your Terence Crawfords and all all these amazing fighters. We all know it's all about the heavyweights, you know. Yeah, and it's not sort of, in any mixed martial arts, you know, the UFC heavyweight champion of the world is called the baddest man on the planet. You don't see a lightweight UFC champion being called the baddest man on the planet. You don't see a welterweight boxer being called the baddest man on the planet. Whoever wins this fight, well, then their names would just be, they'll go down as a Muhammad Ali, uh, a Rocky Marciano, even. Both undefeated as well. They are, and I think they're both brilliant for the game. I think, you know, they're an inspiration to a lot of people out there. Um, you know, Tyson Fury, you know, big a mental health advocate, Um and I think Usyk as well, with everything that's gone on in Ukraine, you know, he'll be inspiring a lot of people. 
And I hope when they do get together, as much as I love a bit of trash talk and a bit of bullshit at a press conference, I hope it's actually tasteful because I think, you know, that they should conduct themselves in a tasteful manner when they're together because they are the two best heavyweights on the planet getting together to have a fight. But they also represent a lot more than just boxing. They have become bigger than boxing. So I hope it's tasteful. Yeah. Well, obviously, with a bit of banter and a bit of, you know, a bit of... No, banter, but at the end of the day, it's, it's heavyweight boxing. It's heavyweight boxing. Um, I'm sorry, but people who tune in and hear trash talk and don't like it, don't watch it. Um, oh, yeah, fuck off, basically. And this, and this, this is the point. Yeah, this is the fight we've been waiting for for years and years. Not not, not Fury Usyk, but a unified heavyweight fight. We've yeah, watched, yeah. You know, we saw it when we were young. We didn't really know what was going on, did we? You know, when we saw it. So this is the first time we're going to see it. Yeah, uh, but I, I do I do hope it's tasteful. Yeah, I've got nothing wrong with a bit of effing and jeffing, a bit of banter. But, you know, I, I don't want to see, like, the David Hay, Tony Bowie press conference where there's, you know, physical... You know, slaps and punches thrown and stuff like that. And I don't think it's gonna be like that because this, no, isn't, I don't. this isn't about making money for box office. This is about who is the fucking best fighter on the planet. So I don't think we'll see any of that. Um, as we we you know we we didn't see it with Fury Wilder. We didn't see it with Joshua Ruiz. We didn't. You know, we we didn't see any of that. Really, did we? No, the Fury Wilder stuff. I is you know I thought that was just bit of banter it was funny you know your big bum dosso and all that stuff I thought it was brilliant funny yeah but you know and, and you know this isn't going to be not, they don't need to sell the fight the fight's sold already um, the fight is sold already and I, I think it's safe to say that they are in talks with the Saudis at the moment and it, it is the front runner I mean, for me, when that was it, the some sheik from Saudi Arabia was in the crowd for um, Fury Chisora at Tottenham. Right, number one, why would you fly from Riyadh to Tottenham in the middle of winter to sit outside in the <laughs> World Cup and watch a shit fight? <laughs> you know, um, yeah, for me, that it's been in the making for a long time. Let's just hope it fucking happens because um, boxing needs this. It does. And whilst we're talking about Usyk and how good Usyk is, and before anyone jumps on and says that I was sitting on the fence with Yard and Peterviev, I I think Peterviev and on heart will win, but I want Yard to. Peterviev has beaten Usyk in the amateurs. I know it's amateurs, but he still beat him. Yeah. There was only a handful of people that beat him in the amateurs, and he's one of them. Yeah, that's fair enough. Different, yeah. different type of boxing, now, I think. Yeah, it is a completely different type of yeah. boxing, but it just shows you how good Paterbio is at boxing. Yeah, no, you're right, yeah. Um, at box, you know, the wily cat that is Usyk. But I, I believe by the end of next week, we should know if the fight is going ahead or not. I mean, that's... Fucking pray, and that'd be a big one, wouldn't it? We'll definitely do a podcast, a good podcast that week. <laughs> we will do. We're, we'll probably do huge bloody numbers whenever it's a Fury and AJ or 
the Connor Ben podcast. Jesus Christ, the numbers they did was mental. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to this and you're not fucking following us or whatever that shit you got to do on iTunes and Spotify, do it. Click the button. Good content. It's good content. Um, I'll look, a couple of let's can we call these boxing fights? Tommy Fury, Jake Paul has been announced for the 856th time. Um, couldn't really give a shit about it, but it's worth a mention for the podcast. We'll probably do really good numbers on that podcast. Oh, that's the problem. Yeah, and look, let's hope. Well, I mean, fuck me. If you actually know anything about boxing, Fury should beat him, shouldn't he? Um, I, I don't know anymore. Okay, right. Okay, right. I'll, I'll rephrase that. If you know anything about boxing and if there's proper drug testing involved, <laughs> Fury should be him. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I don't think Jake Paul's ever done a bad test, has he? No. <laughs> um, I, I wonder if um, the Furies will take a bung in this one because, fuck me, Anderson Silva beat him. Um, and Mayweather v Aaron Chalmers from Geordie Shaw. <laughs> yeah, so, like I said to you before we started recording the podcast, isn't it five years past his fame? It's weird, it's weird, isn't it? I mean, I think, look, if someone turned around to me and offered me a ticket tomorrow, I'll go to it just to see Ford Mayweather in the flesh, a bit like when we went to see David Hay. You know, yeah, we knew he was lost it. We just wanted to see him in the flesh. Who was um, he fighting against, that fucking... Yeah, they had, a, they had some... Was it Idris Elba done a fucking DJ set before or some that rubbish? the best part of the night. Yeah, well, we turned up. Well, we met Gareth A. Davis, didn't we? In we did, in, a, in a shitty clapped-out Ford Fiesta. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. No, you know, in a way, I think Mayweather, he's never fought in the UK before, he's coming over. It's, I think it's actually down to professional fights, so that would be a fucking laugh, wouldn't it, if he got beat? Which he won't, but... Well, um, I, and I would buy a ticket to that just to say I've seen Mayweather. I don't, no, I mean, I don't yeah. care if it's against someone who could beat with one arm tied behind his back with no training. No. That's where I think he's probably a PR genius there, isn't it? You know, whoever's gone, yeah, fought this boat, he was on Geordie Shore. You get a lot of people who watch that shit who probably want to go and watch him. Um, and you get people like us who just want to see him over in the flesh. Kind of win-win for everyone, really, isn't it? Yeah, well, you say what you want about May- Mayweather, man. The guy knows how to make money. He's a genius. Yeah, but, um, no, yeah, he's played this one. I think he's played this one quite right he thought some YouTuber didn't he um, but no he's fighting the UK that's cool yeah, that can be sick yeah so that's yeah, how cool. gets down there on the decks again he's a good DJ yeah <laughs> yeah fucking <hell. laughs> he is actually a good DJ though um, is he? Oh, yeah, uh, Mark Damori was the guy he was fighting <laughs> That's it. So, a funny story, actually. We'll have to end, we'll have to end the podcast with this jewelry full boxing story, wouldn't we? Um, me and Luke decided to go down, watch David Hay. How much did we pay for tickets? Oh, like fucking 50 quid, if that. Yeah. Well. Uh, we drove down to the O2 in London, took the M25 northbound. Luke took the wrong turn, and we ended up at Stansted Airport. <laughs> Turned up late. Um... Only parking was VIP, so that was 60 quid on the credit card. <laughs> and then we met yeah. Gareth Davis, didn't we? Yeah, and we went, went out. 
Yeah, it went in. David Hay knocked him out in one minute 20. Something like that, yeah. Uh, we drove home and the M25 was shut. And we got back at three in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> we, had to, we had to go to fucking Essex, didn't we? It's great, yeah. Yeah, oh my God. Oh no, it probably cost us in all. All putting our money in was about £250 for... Probably, yeah. One minute and 20 seconds of boxing, <laughs> which is... It was a good laugh. And what car did they have then? A better one than Gareth A. Davis. Was it... Like, did I have the Nissan then? I can't remember now. I think I did. Was, that's a nice, funny, warming story to... Hmm. Basically, don't ever go to an event with me and Luke if we invite you, because <laughs> it will be a nightmare. Nah, normally it's all right. Normally it's all right. It's just that one. <laughs> that was a memorable one, though. <laughs> but um, we got to meet Gareth A. Davis, and they didn't know who he was, did they? They wasn't going to let him in the parking. Yeah, yeah. We tried to get a photo of him. And we like, oh, hey, Gareth, you dickhead. Well, see, this was before we were 15% on Spotify, so he probably would take a picture now. But um... he, He'd ask us for a picture now. He's basically yeah. a long-lost dad, isn't he? Exactly, yeah. Well, yeah. I've kind of morphed into him after meeting him that night. But, um, yeah. So, a lot of good boxing coming up. Tick Fury gets made, because that'll be... um, It's what boxing needs. It should happen. And the the world's eyes will be on it. There'll be people waking up in Singapore or in Australia, in America, you know, waking up for this fight. So, yeah. Right, before we sign off, let... Anthony Arbatervyev, how is it going to go? What's going to happen? Who's going to win? I'm going to go and see Arnold on points. Okay, I think it's... I don't think he will. I don't, I don't think he will, but I'm a big Yard fanboy, so come on, Yard. I think it's a six-round fight. And you're going Batervyev? Uh, yes. Um, I, I want Yard to win, and I think his only option and his only way of beating him is if he throws the kitchen sink at him. And he's either going to knock him out or get knocked out by doing it. And I reckon it goes six rounds. Uh, yeah. If Yard hasn't got him out there by six, I reckon Yard's done by the eighth. But I'm saying six rounds because I want him to win. Yeah, fair enough. Also, before we sign off, Luca, uh, Watford got an amazing one or draw with Rotherham at the weekend. So that was good. Oh. Yeah. I bet, I bet that was exciting for you. Yeah, it was lovely sitting in a minus three watching it. Fucking cold, isn't it? Yeah, not nice. Right. So, um, yeah, tune in next week and you never know, we might have another English world champion. Fury Usyk might have been announced. Joshua Franklin might have been announced at the... You know, costly sum of four million pounds on pay per view under zone, and Hammerman might have cleared his fucking name. Exactly. Happy horns. See you next week. See you next week.